0: Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace podcast. It has been a couple weeks since I recorded for Abundant Grace. It's good to be back. Thank you for listening. It is just a blessing to be able to minister to you and fulfill what God has called me to uh, in ministering the gospel and encouraging you. So thanks for being here. Uh, today I am literally sitting on my bed as I record this and I just want to hang out with you. I don't know what you're up to today. Maybe you're driving, folding laundry, uh, in the yard, making lunch, whatever you're up to as you listen to this. Thanks for hanging out with me. I want to have kind of a casual-ish conversation, about church hurt and like when church hurts, like even if you've moved past a specific church that hurt you or that was hard, how church can still hurt. Like church sometimes just does and healing sometimes it takes time We know that, right? It takes time. And uh, church is messy because we're a bunch of messy people. And something I heard in a sermon today that was just really important, I think, in shifting how we approach church and would make church feel a lot more safe is if we acknowledged that we were messy. And Pastor Trey said that it's different in a, like a recovery group setting because everybody knows they're messy and the person sitting next to them is also struggling. So, uh, that vulnerability piece is a little bit easier when we are all willing to show up with our, our brokenness and our mess and our ish, uh, and be open to hearing, other people speak life into us and pour into us we can approach church differently that way but that would be a huge change wouldn't it if we could see so much healing in the church dynamics that way to make it safer uh, for all of us to show up more vulnerable so that the next person next to us can show up more real too and we can just pour Poor grace and poor life into those, those hard points. Maybe it's sin or maybe it's just a, a, struggle or a family issue or whatever we're dealing with. That's the salve that we, we need, but that's so, so much easier said than done sometimes when we're learning to trust again and we're not sure who to trust with our stories, uh, for me, a certain level of rawness, a certain level of realness, is just is who I am. I don't have, I don't have much of a, I don't know, fear of sharing. I'll just open up. But then there is, there is that no, another layer deeper that is hard to share about like struggles or, um, sins Things that I might be fighting myself that are harder to open up and finding who to trust is a really big deal. And that's what this conversation is about. If you go back to the RFWP, it's episode 11. I talk about church and kind of the beginning of this process of us wading into a new church and how... It's really hard to trust a pastor again. Uh, But what I think is coming up even more right now is trusting a congregation. And I want to share a few things that I believe that God kind of tugged on my heart today with and reminded me of because hopefully you can be ministered with them as well. And this can kind of start a conversation in your own mind and your own heart with God. And he can do what he needs to do in whatever situation you're walking in. Because I most certainly don't have the answers. Like this is still literally exactly what I'm walking through right now. Uh, So bear that in mind, there's not going to be a really amazing end to this. I mean, of course. Holy Spirit being involved, He can give us wisdom and take my fallible words and broken up thoughts and mesh them together. That's what we're praying for as I record this and as you listen to it. So I think this is twofold as we're learning to trust again because. I think we're all in different places with this. Some of us are relearning how to trust God again. And I don't mean this as a you're on a higher level or further ahead in healing. I just think it affects us differently. So learning to trust will also affect us differently. Uh, When it comes to learning to trust God, we can literally bank on his... Promises and Him following through. And it's aligning our beliefs with our experiences and acknowledging where they might be different. Because some of us have had really crappy experiences with church people or things that we've been taught that God does or how God talks to us, acts. And Therefore, our trust with God is broken. Or we have situations where it feels like God really left us out to dry and we're rebuilding that ability to trust him again. Where with people, I think people will fail us. And that's not something we really want to hear, but (laughs) it's helpful for me to acknowledge when I think about rebuilding trust with someone or, and I'm not talking about rebuilding trust with people that I've hurt me or hurt you. I just mean moving on from a situation. Maybe I should have said this or clarified this at the very beginning, but moving on from a past experience and into a new one, say, uh, you were in ministry full time or something and you're going into a workplace and there's some things around you that are, for lack of a different word, triggering or you're trying to get back into a new church or you're reestablishing relationships with family members, whatever that is. I'm talking about moving on to the next one. So for me right now, we're been going to this same church since April. So it's we've been at it a while and as we are trying to build trust in people, it's not that we know they won't ever fail us. So not looking for that same trust that we would give God. That isn't to say that we would put up with abuse either, but Uh, One of the reasons I needed to take a break from church was that I didn't want to cry wolf over something and like see a situation and go, oh, that's abusive when I couldn't discern well because my heart was so raw or tender and I haven't seen it done right before. So uh, not having the space, so where I was not as nitpicky at things, even though maybe I still am uh, looking for those things that might give me an out kind of a thing. But back to the point, the thing I was driving at was this learning to trust people is a little bit more nuanced because you do need to protect yourself and your family, but you also have to extend grace to other people because you don't want to be abusive to the people who are serving in a church. For example, that I'll keep, I'll follow that example, the church, uh, learning to trust church people in a church. So I think that frees us up a little bit to go, Oh, okay. I don't have to trust implicitly. And then another thing that, uh, I realized was I might be trying to rush this a little bit because there isn't a time frame. There isn't a, okay, six months. Once you've been in six months, then you should be able to jump in with both feet and start working in the children's ministry and like all these things. There's no timeline. And I think I was getting to the point where, again, pressuring me to like pressuring myself to have this already figured out and to not have the hesitation because that's where the fear and anxiety comes in for me is when I think about trusting more than what I'm ready for. So give yourself space, give yourself grace, give yourself time and know when you're ready to move on. You know, know when it's time to make the next Move whether it's attending a a church, attending a Bible study, maybe it is opening up with someone and sharing your story, whatever you know the next step is, but don't rush it. And I think you'll be fine. Follow the Holy Spirit's leading on it. Listen to his voice and you'll get to the next, whatever the next step for you is. And then the next point is, thinking about getting close to or trusting someone with your story, an entire group of people, is kind of terrifying when you think about it. Whether it's a small group of 20 people, a Bible study had at a house that involves like three families or like the entire congregation or church, is like too many. And I felt like I don't have to... Not everyone is going to steward my story well. Even in a group of 30 moms or 30 couples that are studying the same thing or walking through similar things. Not everyone is going to steward our stories well. And I think there can be an expectation of that uh, when we, especially in the church models that we see, mostly in America, where even small groups are actually pretty large. So finding one or two people to open up to, and then it kind of takes the fear out of it. Because honestly, getting vulnerable and real and testing if someone's trustworthy in real life with a real person is so much harder than... On the internet, like I'd rather write a post about it, and hundreds of people can see it, than tell a a real life person sometimes, and that's not really healthy. Uh, I don't know if it's unhealthy. It depends on you know if we're using Twitter for counseling or venting, but if we can find one or two people to trust our stories with and trust our hearts with, uh, that's much better and we can take it slow. It's not like we have to go fast. I think one of the things that I might've mentioned in episode 11 on the RFWP that I don't want to take it slow. And I just kind of want to put it all out there. All of my yuck, all of my ish and kind of act like a toddler about it and test and see. Like, can I throw this big tantrum and will you still love me? Can I push push on the boundaries? I guess is what I mean. Because toddlers are really good about that. They're testing the boundaries. And I just want to see how far can I go before I see, oh, yep, it's still it's the same here that you have to believe what we believe or here's the door and kind of down to the nitty gritty things like (laughs) the former church I left, the statement of faith was literally A to Z long. Maybe it was A to Y. I don't know. It was like ridiculously long. Absolutely everything you could think of packed in there when without acknowledging any nuance, without acknowledging other points of views that actually are also biblical. And when we stand for everything, it's really hard to stand for what actually matters. That's a tangent. But the point is, it feels like there could be a point where I could cross a line and then I'm out. Or maybe I'm not kicked out, but I'm kind of out of any ministry opportunities or something. So there's still that fear there makes me hesitate to get involved or hesitate to put myself out there. And I hope, I hope this is coming out in a way that you can put yourself in the scenario and apply this to what you're walking through too. And next, I want to share with you some little things that God has used to just mend up my heart. I guess you could say they're band-aids. Like on things or bandages as he's like, I don't know, bandaging up my heart and healing those places that hurt and that sometimes I forget they even hurt or I, you know, don't you just love that when God does it and he heals something that you didn't even know was broken and you go, oh yeah, I remember, I remember when I got that, got that scar and he just heals it, even though it wasn't something you actively remembered, it's powerful and amazing. So within the church that we're attending, there's so many silly little things that, not even silly, but yeah, there are some silly things that just absolutely love because it's so different than before without going without going off the deep end, you know, tale of two ditches and what all, it's really cool uh, to see Christianity practice in actually very, a similar fashion, a similar service, service, uh, order, but just enough quirky differences that it's really cool. So one of the things is, well, I almost said our pastor. And honestly, that's still hard for me, calling someone my pastor. Um, because I've had preachers in my life, but I've not ever really had a pastor in my life. So that feels like a really heavy, big title to give someone or role, role in my life. That's the word I'm looking for. So anyway, I'll just say our pastor 'Cause it would be weird to say the pastor at the church that we've been attending, uh, or to name him would be weird. Uh, on a podcast. And if if someone from that church is listening, hi. Uh but anyway, some of the things our pastor says uh from the pulpit are so profound or so simple, whichever way you want to look at them. But he often says, It's not my job to be the voice of God in your life. It's my job to teach you how to hear the voice of God for yourself. It was so good. Uh, another thing that he says sometimes is about forgiveness. The Our capacity to forgive or our capacity to show grace to other people should be huge because of how much grace has been extended to us. And then he adds, but that doesn't mean... You know, you forgive and you restore trust. Those two are separate things. And other people might just hear it and go, "Oh, yeah, you're right. That's good." Uh, but to me, it's such a different story, is such a different narrative than I heard about forgiveness growing up. Those little nuggets, even our pastor being super casual. I mean, he was in a screen printed tee and shorts. I think he was in shorts this week. And that casualness just shifting things is so good and how he, I don't mean this as offensive at all because God is all over a lot of what he says, but he's not a super articulate preacher or speaker. And even that I really, really like because like I said, I've been around preachers or even some good ones who are lifted up to a position of like so much praise that it feels weird that they are so praised for their preaching or their preaching style. And I love that he isn't as polished as some others because I would rather have a pastor who shepherded and taught and discipled much more than I would have a great orator as a pastor. There's so much good preaching out there and that's not what actually disciples our hearts or helps us is being in community with other believers. And that just kind of points to having a pastor more than uh, just a speaker So I love that part. Those are just some little things. Uh, Even in the sermon this week, he mentioned some specific tertiary. I hope I'm using that word correctly. I should probably look that up. But he mentioned some tertiary uh, things in the Bible that growing up, I would have not thought that they were optional. I would not have seen the nuance in them. And it was the setup for a sermon series on studying Jesus throughout the entire Bible, which yes and amen. Could we please have more of that? But he mentioned some other things and said, acknowledged the nuance and said some names of some people who believe differently than he does on things. And it was beautiful because we can, we only want to plant our flag of absolute truth on the gospel so that everything around us isn't doesn't become just as important as the gospel because we can mess that up when we hold what we believe so tightly that we forget to see someone else's perspective and then we elevate it to a level that God didn't even elevate it to. So in closing, while these things are a balm. Oh, that makes me think there is a balm in Gilead for the sin sick soul. Ah, there is a balm, and it's God and it's His word. And when it's spoken over us with grace and in community, there is so much healing. And if some of those pieces, like community, aren't you're not ready for that, I don't want you to feel like you need to rush out and get ahead of where your healing is because just stay on stay on course. And as I was jotting down some thoughts on Sunday from the sermon, one of the things that I jotted down was that I may not be able to trust people with my heart yet. Like there's things I don't want to put out there yet, and that's okay. And as God continues to use people and people earn the trust and it's reciprocal in good, healthy community, it's not just us relying on other people to minister to us. It's like family and it's, you know, healthy and beautiful the way that I think God intended us to be in relationship with one another, not just one person pouring out and one person taking, but I may not be able to trust people yet, but I know I can trust God with my heart and he is showing himself so trustworthy and that's what, that's what matters and those little things can give me hope that I will learn to trust again and that God will guide me to the right people to trust again through his discernment and guidance So I think the summary here and the lesson that we can learn and take away is to give yourself that grace and that space and trust that God will guide you to that next step. Today, I wrote an email, like I said, talking about it on a podcast, talking about it to quote unquote, safe people like my family, uh, is super easy, but sending an email Describing some of the things I mentioned in this episode is a really scary, like to uh, an individual at the church, because I want to practice what I believe, and that is that in-person community is like there's no substitute for it. The internet is amazing, and I am so incredibly thankful for podcasts for people I follow on social media that I feel like I'm growing in friendship with and learning from, but there, there just isn't a substitute for that. And I realized I'm not letting very many people, um, pour into me spiritually. And so practicing what I believe, I did send that email today and it was scary and I haven't heard back and that's even scarier sometimes. But that's my next step. So whatever your next step looks like, I am praying and trusting with you that God will reveal it to you in his timing and you don't have to be in a hurry because he's not as cliche as that might be. If you are looking for some online community, join me every Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Hopefully it's early enough. We catch you before you start your day. Come hang out. um, Share what's on your heart. Let me pray over you. Read some scripture. And if you have questions about how to walk out your identity as a child of God or have questions about what, what does it actually look like to learn to love God or trust God, I would love for you to come hang out with us. Send me a DM on Instagram and I'll drop you the link or grab the link in the show notes for this episode. I hope that it was a blessing to you. Let me know what you would have added or what stood out to you. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.